Hello and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter on 80s Music. This is episode 20. I'm Russell and hopefully Rebecca should be here as well. I'm still here. Episode 20 and I'm still going strong. Good. So how are you? How do you find this week? Right. This week, I can't explain, like these past couple of weeks, I can't explain them, you know. It's just kind of like, I've been listening to the music. But I think it's because I don't know like the genre. I don't know any of the bands. I don't know anything. Yeah, I've just kind of taken it open-minded and just seen how it's gone. But it's not been a bad week. Quite mixed. Okay. I wouldn't like to know how to judge this week with you. I'm honest. <laughs> I think some of it you'd be okay with and some of it might be a bit, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one. Some of it is disco-y, cheesy. Yeah, yeah. And some of it's a bit more mellow and yeah, chill. And... Yeah, Okay. So let's talk music. We shall. Last week, I gave you Lynx. Mm-hmm. Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Yep. Fun Boy 3. Yep. And Tight Fit. Yes. So, did you have a best song for each? I did. Managed to get one. It worked, no, to be fair, I say managed like it was hard or like I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I found one for each that I enjoyed. It weren't hard to pick. Uh-huh. So, we've got Throw Away the Key by Lynx. Right. We've got There's Something Wrong in Paradise by Kid Creole and the Coconuts. It Ain't What You Do, It's the Way That You Do It, Funboy 3, and Fantasy Island type fit. Okay, interesting. And do you think you heard any number ones this week? Mm, I want to go, I want to say no, but if I did, I reckon maybe one. You're correct. You heard I one. I don't think. Oh, one. Ooh, I should have oh, let okay. you carry on there. You was about to say, I don't <laughs> think I did. I don't, like, I, I don't think I did, but there could be. Like, that's where I am. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't, but one. Yeah. I could, I so could there was see. one. Right, okay. It's used to have a guess. As you said, you did say maybe one. Yeah. What would that one be? I reckon it's one of the Funboy 3 with Banana Rama. Uh-huh. Just because it's like got banana rama in it, I feel like it could up the sales by having that feature. Yeah. Okay. And there was two of those. I wouldn't be able to pick which one though. We could back my favourite because that's a banana rama one. I could back that which one. Which was it ain't what you do. Yes. It's the way that you do it. Yes. Okay. So let's back that one. Let's try that. We'll one. go with that one. But it's either that one or the other banana rama one, I think. Okay. So we will start then with links. Yeah. So, what did you think of Lynx? Yeah, so, when I first listened to them, I didn't really think much of them, to be honest. Uh, They weren't giving me much. They're easy listening. They're chilled out, repetitive. And I feel like the way that the music is, I feel like it's a bit... I've said it about someone else before, previously, that if you've listened to one, you kind of listen to them all. I only got four songs from them, to be fair. But weirdly, with these... It's the background music that I really enjoyed. And usually, because it's all instrumental, I don't like that. I like the singing, like we all know that. But weirdly with these, the background music was so, like, catchy and had, I don't know, like, there were some instruments in there 
that I'm interested in that I feel like they've used something different I mean you're going to turn around and say they probably didn't but there's a sound in there with them that has got me in but it doesn't feel like 80s it feels like it's before the 80s I mean it obviously is 80s but the sound of them doesn't sound really like anything I've had before so yeah but I put these down as like a Sunday listening I feel like they're that chill but they're not too chill okay they're, they're nice They've so got what would you class them. like I say you class them as oh don't even ask me that I feel right okay so when I first started with these I was like no idea on genre but as I then went through I was like, I feel like there might be a pop in this week so I might put them down as a pop but because they're quite chilled it might be one of the sub-genres, okay. but I've no idea, literally no idea with these. So they are a Brit soul funk band. Oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of soul? But yeah, a bit of soul in there. That's why the interest. And like a bit of funk. Yeah. See, I don't know anything. Not with genres anyway. There's so many that you come out with. It's like, I don't know anymore. I question myself. Uh-huh. But yeah, I can hear that. So links are, or were, David Grant on vocals, mm. Bob Carter on keyboards, Andy Duncan on drums, Canuti Edwards on guitar, Peter Martin on bass, and Junior Giscombe, Giscombe on backing vocals. Ah. They were formed in 1980. I oh, can't tell you right. where, it just says the UK. Oh, so maybe they they're a British band. Maybe they're like all of them come from like, a different part. Possibly. Um, so it's a bit of a weird one. So they started off with what? One, two, three, four, five, six people in the band. Yeah. And then after their first single, You're Lying. Yeah. Links slimmed down to a duo of just Grant and Martin. Ah, do you know what? When you were reading out their names, I I was like, oh, I didn't even say about the videos. But in the videos, I watched two, and they're both top of the pops. Like, couldn't find any like official videos that they've made. And first thing I wrote was, ah, quite a small group. Oh no, because I watched your lying. Yeah, well, that was one with all of them. Oh, but I watched um, throw away the key first, and that's when I wrote small group. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Carter and Duncan, so the keyboard player, Bob Carter, and the drummer, Andy Duncan. So they went on to be session musicians who were better known for their contribution with Hazel O'Connor. Who's that? Breaking Glass album and movie. I didn't know there was a movie, but I know Hazel O'Connor. Obviously, um, you haven't come across her yet because we haven't done female soloists. Yeah. But yeah, they, they went on to be um, musicians for her, session musicians. While Junior Giscom become a pop singer in his own right, but only had a few minor hits in the 90s. Oh. So they kind of all broke off, did yes. their own thing. Yeah. So Junior Giscom, he is the uncle of former EastEnders actor and rapper Richard Blackwood. Oh, yeah. Oh, Interesting. So you know who he is? Yeah. All right. He played Kim's husband in East End. All right. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, his uncle was Junior Giscom, who, I mean, it's hard to say he was in the band Links. He'd done a song. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the weird thing when I was looking at it and I thought, 
I've written these this information down, but they were only there for one song, and then it was just a duo. Yeah. Why do you know? Did it say why they? No, broke just off? says they became a duo after their first single. So um, whether what happened, I I don't know whether they'd done the album mm. or, or anything. It just said their first single. So no, oh, that's odd, isn't it? However, Links split or the duo <laughs> as it is now. They split in 1983, and David Grant went on to have a number of solo hits. And you will learn more about David Grant, the soloist, when we come to there. However, you might know him because he became a vocal coach on the BBC TV show Fame Academy. Never seen And he's that. often, he talks to people on shows when they're discussing 80s music and like the greatest it's the 80s and whatever he's often oh, right so people. he's often but yeah he he went he's he still was about a soloist, although he's he was a soloist but he was better known for singing with another woman um like a double double you know the male singer like another and, a, and a female singer. Uh, yeah 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 so yeah so other than that there's there's not much for me to to talk about them because they literally were around for three four years eight 1980 to 1983 yeah but as you'll find out in a minute other than eight, 1981 they didn't really have any hits oh okay so that might be why they all went off and did other things as well then yeah well they weren't too bad so yeah so have you got any more to add on them no like literally no. it was just a nice chilled start to the week to be honest okay so you're lying was released in 1980 that got to number 15. Oh, that's not bad. 1981, Intuition, number seven. Oh. 1981, Throw Away the Key, yeah. number 21. Oh, okay. And 1981, so this is Romance, number 15. And that oh, is it. All right. That's no it. hits after 1981, split up in 1983. That was the end of Links as a group stroke duo. How many albums did they release during that time? <sighs> You asked something that I hadn't written down. Um, <laughs> so they had released one album. No, sorry, two albums. Intuition ah. got to number eight, and Go Ahead got to number thirty-five. Both released ah, in nineteen eighty-one. Right, okay. So what on earth were they doing? Because that's the reason I asked about albums. Because those singles getting into the charts. In 1981, maybe they released another album. It just didn't chart that very well, but, you know, they had it out. So they did have they some other singles. didn't even release any other music. Yeah, they had some other... Can't Help Myself, 1981, number 55. Oh. Uh, Plaything, also uh, 1982, that got to number 48. And then Don't Hit Me With Love, Come Nowhere. And then they must have reformed or something What do you mean, happened. come nowhere? It, there was no charting, so it was not out of the top 100. Oh, right, okay, it was like, what do you mean, came yeah. nowhere? Like, yeah. No one outside bought it? The, so it didn't, didn't chart. And then yeah. in 1997, oh. they released Billie Jean Got Soul, but it only got to 82. So I don't know what happened, who released that, who got together, I don't know, but yeah, it didn't. So basically, they're a bit of a not, yeah, pointless band. Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, but Intuition was still a top 10. Yeah, but they didn't put much into the 80s, did they? Well, you had four four singles in the top 20. One of them was in the top 10. So they were still uh, part of it. Well, you had four songs in the top 20, of which one of them was in the top 10. No, three of them were in the top 20. Oh, sorry, Throw Away the Key was 21. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm with you. 
so yeah so four songs in the top 30 two of which were in the top 20 and one of which was in the top 10 yeah but compared to like other artists i know yeah, no, no, I, doesn't I, mean I, much yeah. but even their no. albums didn't do much and yeah, they didn't no. release any other which albums. is probably why they, they didn't last they went to elsewhere. yeah so. so that's what i mean just a bit pointless to their adding in the yeah. They didn't really add anything to the music industry. They just kind of were like, hello, oh, we're rubbish. Bye. Well, I wouldn't say they were rubbish, as I say. Went off and tried to do other thing. Okay. <laughs> um, we shall move on. Yeah. To Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Bit of an odd name, isn't it? Very odd. I feel like this is a bit like, right, oh my goodness. I was just about to say, I feel like this is a bit of a Gary Newman and the two-way army. But no, no. This guy, so... The videos I watched, Annie, I'm Not Your Daddy. It, and literally, like, I watched, it was either a live performance, like a concert. And it's him on the stage. I'm guessing he's Kid Creole. And it's like a whole orchestra. It's just, like, millions of people. And I'm guessing they're the coconuts. But then there's these three women who are, like, all in their, like, bling like more like bling bikinis to be honest but they're a bit pointless and i think they're just there just there but they appear in like other videos as well but yeah but he seems like a well suave cool guy didn't he yeah i like it yeah he's got something about him he has but i also did write i feel like this is um at my first thoughts where i feel like this is my weird group but the more I listened the more i liked it and so okay, I don't so know what the genre, genre is, what would you think it is? Any clue? Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, there's a little, I swear there's like a little bit of rapping in there. There's like, he doesn't really sing much. Like, I feel like it's got that 80s rap to it, but then it's really upbeat. So it might have that um, pop to it. But then you get like this beach. Like, I feel like I'm, I could be listening to it when I'm in Hawaii. It's got that feel to it. So, like, okay. I don't know. I put down, like, maybe a bit of reggae. I don't know. So they are classed as Latin disco. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what Latin disco is, but having the word disco in it. So South America, I suppose, is the way I would say. So when you said Hawaii, not you far know, I mean, that's not, that's not South America. That's not classes i don't think no, it's, it's classed not. as like south america um but that is that i think latin is is especially from america then yeah i would say it's, it's that and it's i mean, i completely get the disco yeah so yeah but there is that little bit of 80s rapping now i was like oh, okay you what song was it in oh i can't remember what song he was doing it in i don't know but there is like a little bit of a rap in there okay but yeah like some songs are catchy so where do you think they're from oh i've no idea but when you say Latin disco, they've got to be from somewhere in America. So they are New York. Okay. Oh, look, so when I'm saying about the orchestra, am I like right so, in that sense? Or well, is it a lot I mean, there's a lot of past members, looks? which I haven't written down or gone into. Oh, yeah, of um, And whether they are to do with the coconuts, as you, as, as you say, Kid Creole and the coconuts. However, there isn't a Kid Creole. Oh, so that's just a name of the of a band. So I think it is all Kid Creole and the Coconuts is just a made up band. So the founding the founding members of Kid Creole and the Coconuts are Thomas August Donnell Browder, who actually goes by the name of August 
Danau, right. his middle names, he was the vocalist stroke guitarist. Right. Andy Hernandez, he was a vibraphone, and I think we've had a vibraphone before. I'm pretty sure we mentioned a vibraphone before. I, might I don't be wrong, know. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. And then Andrew Anna Kaigi, she was a she was a singer. Nah, the singer was a man. Well, yeah, you had August Donnell as he went by. I never saw and, a woman singer. But you singer. also had an Adriana Kayagi. Never saw a woman singer. Wow. And then you had, there's a list of past members that yeah. I can only guess are part of this orchestra you're talking about because they're not down as founding members, even right. though the group doesn't exist anymore. So it's got past members and it's got founding members, the ones I've just read out. Yeah. And then it's got a list of names for past members. And there's what, 14? There was a lot more than that in this video that I watched. But then I guess maybe it was because they were live at a concert. I don't know. So Thomas Bowder, who goes by his middle names, as I say, August Anel. So that's a bit confusing, but yeah. And Andy Hernandez, who actually he went by the stage name of Coty Monday. Or Coati Mundi. They were both in a group called Dr. Buzzard's Original Savannah Band. So they obviously liked massive long names. Yeah. And then they formed um, Kid Creole and the Coconuts with Adriana. Right, okay. I can't believe it's not like Gary Newman where... No, no. There is not, as I say, there isn't a Kid Creole. Like, I didn't expect someone's name to literally be... Kid Creole, yeah. but I thought it would be like someone's like stage name. Yeah, no. And I thought the coconuts were this massive band that I saw in this video. I'm a bit disappointed. I was like, yeah. I was impressed by the amount of people there were. I am sorry. Over. They were formed in 1980, as I say, in New York. Yeah. Um, however, so August is from the Bronx. Right. In New York. Yeah. Cote or Hernandez, he is from Harlem in New York. Right. Although his family is from Puerto Rico and he learned the vibes from a George Rodriguez who was in the New Swing Sextet group. Okay. So I'm guessing that's an American band, the same as this Dr. Buzzards, you know, whatever, probably from the 70s through 60s. Yeah. And then Adriana is a Swiss-born American. So she was born in Switzerland, but she's American. So, yeah, so um, that was the makeup and pretty much it for Kid Creole. They had quite a few songs, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Like, they were like, uh, I want to say they had the most of the songs I had this week. Like, the biggest amount. Yeah, they're more fun boy three. Yeah, weren't too bad. Like I say, when I first listened, I was kind of like, you're my weird group. This is weird. But the more I listened, the more I was like, oh, no, actually, you're all right. I can get down with some of these. So as I say, they were they were formed in 1980. Yeah. Much the same as Lynx. Yeah. Both of them formed in 1980. Um, however, they didn't get their first hit until 1981. So Me, No, Pop, I got to number 32. Okay, so they didn't come in strong, but they came in. No. And then they had 1982, I'm a Wonderful Thing Baby, number four. 
Oh, okay. That's a jump, isn't it? Yeah. Then 1982, Stool Pigeon, which is actually probably the one I, if I had to pick a favourite, it'd probably be that one. Why are you uh, not number a big seven. fan? Number seven. No, not, not my kind of music. Okay. Uh, yeah, that got to number seven in 1982, yeah. Stool Pigeon. 82 again, Annie, I'm Not Your Daddy, number two. Ooh. I did like that one. 1982 again, Dear Addie, number 29. Okay, so they're a bit up and down, aren't they? And then 1983, There's Something Wrong in Paradise, number 35. Yeah, very up and down. And then they did have one more, I say hit, top 40, um, in 1990, which was The Sex of It, and that got to number 29, so just inside the top 30. Oh, right, 1990. I was like, why didn't you give yeah. me it then? No, I didn't give you that. It was number 29 anyway. So yeah, so it, it weren't like a massive one. No. Wouldn't have affected much. Ah, yeah, they didn't do too bad. So 1985 was their last hit. 1983 19... was There's Something Wrong in Paradise, even though was, what... that was number 35. Oh, so it wasn't really... I mean, their last big hit was probably in 1982 with Annie, I'm Not Your Daddy, at number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the biggest. Then... But how long were they together then? Well, when they're still they going. Up? No, they're not. Darnell, depending on how you... Obviously, that's what it goes by now, August Darnell, occasionally tours with the current... Coconuts of Sarah McGrath from the UK, Ross Van Roosum and Charlotte the Gaff from the Netherlands, and Darnell's new wife, Eva Tudor Jones, who was Mama Coconut for almost 20 years and now manages all the operations. So <laughs> make of that what you want to, yes. Mama Coconut. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet these people. I want to meet him. And if this guy that I think is quite that, like when I'm watching the thing, he was kid, like in my head, he was kid Creole. If that's like Darnell or whatever he's called, Augustus Darnell, whatever he's called, August Darnell, whatever he goes by, if that's him, that's I it. guess it is. If that's him, he does seem like yeah. a pretty cool guy. He's now, I think, uh, I think he's just I read. He's seventy. Yeah, he's seventy years old now. And he's still occasionally going off in... Or whenever this was last updated, but yes. Well, go for it, mate. Yeah. Not bad, I guess, is it? But I mean, I don't don't know who's going, because they don't sound like they were, like, that big to have, like, a massive following. (laughs) I shouldn't think they're in big venues, though, are they? They're probably just... They're busking. Yeah. They're busking. (laughs) 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 Okay, we'll we'll move on to... The Fun Boy 3, who you have come across before. I have. So I've, I've not read up on anything, but it was really annoying me that I couldn't remember where Fun Boy 3 was because I had in my head this, like, uh, one of these guys come from one group, one of these guys come from another group, and one of them comes from another group, and they've all come together. So I was like, I need to find out where these groups are so I can, like, compare the music. That's what I wanted to do. And I couldn't remember for the life of me, and it was really driving me insane. So I looked it up, and I literally just wanted to find out where the people were from. And they're from yeah, the specials, fun. aren't they? And I Correct. was like, so basically, I didn't look it up until I was writing my notes. Uh-huh. So I'd done my first listen, and I was like, basically kind of going in blind, trying to remember, judging them without comparing, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like that. And then when I was making my notes, I was like, nah, I need to know now, because I want to know whether I'm getting the same feeling. 
films or not and it's one of the specials so like at first I was like they're not what I expected uh, I don't know why I thought they were going to be more upbeat so I don't know where I thought they came from then when I saw it was the specials I was like oh no yeah no that that is kind of what I should expect because the specials were the the if I remember rightly they were like the political group yeah yeah so like ghost town yes um Maggie's farm that one yes yeah I think it was yes yeah, yeah. um and yeah so then when I found that when I was like oh yeah it's a specials I was like okay no they are kind of what I should expect but then obviously not political now these were the ones that went off aren't they um but they're still like that I don't know there's got a bit of a creepy sound to them like they're I don't know they've got nice voices but there's just something about the music that I'm like a bit dreary I don't know but out of all of them like they did two songs of Banana Rama that you give me and I prefer those two like obviously because one of them was my favorite but they're the two that I like prefer out of them all I think Banana Rama just gave them that little bit of a push up gave it a little bit of something then when I watch the videos they're quite stiff like they're just kind of they're just stiff and straight faced and they've got that like heavy eyeliner they're dressed casually and I want to know when I get to Banana Rama, because they are 80s, aren't they, Banana Rama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I will listen to them. Are they like that? Because they're quite stiff in the videos as well. And I don't know if that's because that's what Fun Boy Free are like, or is that them? Because I've always thought Banana Rama were quite fun. So listen to Fun Boy Free. Their name, Fun Boy Free, really puts you off. They're not fun at all, are they? Like, they're just a bit like, I don't know. I can't really explain their music. It's just kind of there and existing. See, this was, this was, I suppose, where I was coming from at the beginning, where I didn't really know how you was going to react to this. Because, obviously, I know you didn't like the specials. Yeah. So I've just remembered the other one they'd done, Too Much Too Young. That's Which it, is yeah. about teenage Pre- pregnancies young pregnancy. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you didn't like them. And I thought, but these are different to that. It is so different might, compared to that. Yeah. You're not coming across like you did. No, I did like some songs just not all of them and yeah it was just I don't know it's like they still had the sound of the specials without the lyrics if that makes sense uh, that's where which they, they probably from. will because that's what they they are they you know although they weren't the founders of the specials as I'll go into in a minute yeah. that was Jerry Dammers but they obviously um Terry Hall the vocalist and the stroke songwriter would have probably wrote I, I can't remember now would have he wrote these, but you'd have probably had an input yeah. also for some of the specials. Yeah. So, yeah, so Fun Boy 3 were Terry Hall, as I say, the vocalist stroke principal, or the songwriter. Linval Golding, also vocals and guitar. And Neville Staple, also vocals and percussion. They were formed in 1981 in Coventry. I've put Coventry because that's where the specials were formed. So, obviously, that's yeah. where they're from and would have obviously met originally after leaving the specials. Um, they're known as a pop new wave band. I don't really get pop from them. They haven't got like that upbeatness and that oomph that pop has. So they are credited with helping to launch the career of Banana Rama. Oh, okay. Whom Terry Hall first saw in The Face magazine and got them to provide the chorus of it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. Yeah. And then 
Funboy 3 later sang on Banana Rama's song, Really Saying Something. So the Really Saying Something, although I gave you it, that is actually a Banana Rama song. Oh, okay. Funboy 3 what was part We're invited of, to, yeah. As I suppose to help them again, but obviously to repay the favour of them being theirs. I just assumed Banana Rama were bigger than these because Banana Rama, like, because I know them. So when I saw Banana Rama with them, I just assumed, oh, they've got them on. That's going to boost their ratings. Oh, I take back that being number one now. Then, if Banana Rama just started, it's going to be the lion seats tonight. So yeah, they split up in 1983, so they weren't around for long. Literally 81 to 83. Obviously, they'd had the specials before that, but yeah. These groups this week are a bit short-lived. Yes, yeah. And um, a bit like this podcast is going to be today, I think. It's, I haven't got <laughs> <to say>. <laughs> <laughs> um, And eventually they reformed the specials in, 1980, in 1993. However, as we've already discussed when we've done the specials, it was without Jerry Dammers, who originally was the person behind forming the specials. Yeah. Um, but we went through that in episode five. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, not, not big. Um, I'll go through their hits in a minute credited with Banana Rama, and that's probably what they're main known for, and they're probably still mainly known for the specials than they were the Fun Boy 3. Yeah. But then they weren't really in the specials for that long, but I guess the specials went on longer than Fun Boy 3 did when they left anyway. Um, yeah. And the specials have those political songs that people are going to have spoken about. And, Which I know, think but... is probably why they stepped away. They were... Yeah, I remember saying Whereas that they didn't want to go Dan down that route. was the political person, mm. and I think that's he was one of the main reasons when they reformed. He's not. He didn't go back. I mean, I don't know, but he was. He was got very political and what have you. Yeah. If I remember from when we went through it in episode five, whereas obviously the Fun Boy Three, and that's probably why they called themselves Fun Boy Three. They wanted to get away from that political message that they've yeah. been in the specials. Yeah. People would have probably thought, oh, they're from the specials. Here and, we go know. again. And yeah, so they probably that might be the reason behind their name. There was three of them, and they wanted to be seen as fun boys. You know, just. Out for a party, and but the music weren't like out for a party and fun, was it? Like it was well, just a bit. Let's wait and see how they done in the chart. Oh, here we go. We? They're going to have a number one. They're going to be the number one. So I'm right in saying it's Fun Boy Three, but yeah, it's not going to be. Oh, maybe it might be the Banana Rama one. Maybe that's why Banana Rama then became so big. Go for so, it. I'm ready. 1981, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. Number twenty. Okay. 1982, it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. Number four. Ooh. 1982, really saying something, which is actually a Banana Rama song. This is the number one, it doesn't count. Well, it will when it's Banana, because you'll have it again. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Number one, five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Uh, okay. 1982, the telephone always rings. Yeah. Number 17. Okay. 1982, Summertime. Number 18. 1983, The Tunnel of Love. Number 10. And 1983, Our Lips Are Sealed. A top 10 hit. At number... Seven. Oh, okay, so it worked then. Oh, I'm going to be right. It's going to be the lion sleeps tonight, isn't it? You can't change it. And no, you at the I very could, beginning. Yeah, but when I found said... out, like 
I thought, because me going in blind, I don't know that this isn't Banana Rama being big. So I just assumed that that would be number one because they're doing it with Banana Rama. They're big. Like I know that I've heard of them. So that's what's going to be like, do you know what I mean? So then when you were saying that, I was like, oh no, I can take that back now because I didn't know that. And now if I did know that or had any inkling of that, it wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have gone flat okay. in the first place. You'd have just said they weren't a number one like you were No, getting. I would have gone. Yeah, no, I would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone no number one. We shall move on. But then when you said that there was a number um, one, I would have picked the Lion Sleeps tonight. Okay. Type fit. Yeah. What did you think of them? These are who I would say were cheesy. Very. Yes, they were. I wrote cheesy. I can't believe, like, minutes of my week were spent listening to the Lion Sleeps tonight, though. Like, I know someone has to have sung it for it to be a song. It has to have been, come from somewhere. Did not think it would ever be in my thing that I would actually have to voluntarily go out and listen to it. So, yeah, when I was adding them, I was like, is that what I think it is? And it was. It was what I thought it was. And I was like, oh, my God. And then because I knew that, I was like, oh, my God, this they're, they're a bit odd. What on earth are these people? But um, just to let you know, Back to the 60s isn't on... Spotify. So I found it on YouTube. And am I right in saying that it's just like them singing a medley of 60s? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a bit now, I'll be honest, even I got confused. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that tight fit is an incarnation of another tight fit. Oh. <laughs> it got confusing. <laughs> so you need to stick with me. So I've, first of all, I've written down. The main people associated with tight fit. Right. Okay. So you've got Steve Grant, the singer, stroke dancer, stroke model. Right. I bet he's the one that dressed up as a lion. You've got Denise Gingell, Gingell, G-Y-N-G-E-L-L. She was a singer. Right. And you had Julie Harris, also a singer. Right. They were classed as a new wave dance group. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were originally formed by a record producer, Ken Gold, in 1981, after he had an idea to record a single of medley 1960 hits after the success of a group called Star Sound and their Stars on 45 records, which you have got them in a couple of weeks, so you're... That'll fit into place then. Okay, I'd have put them right. on this one had I known right. that type fit. I didn't know this connection at the time. So in a sense, they are a manufactured band or group mm. that sing covers. Right. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. Okay. And that's where Back to the 60s. And the Back to the 60s was actually a medley of 1960 songs yeah. done by session musicians. Right, okay. Okay? Yeah. Not the people, so not just the people that you've just not right, the, okay. So they were done by session musicians. And then when it obviously done well, they got invited onto Top of the Pops. So Ken, instead of obviously using a session sync, the musicians. Oh, right, I'm with you. So Tight Fit kind of like hired these session musicians. So it was kind of under Tight Fit, but it weren't Tight Fit. Yeah, but it gets more confusing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, right. So, yeah, I'm processing. So Ken Gold 
producer. Put to add this idea of um, a medley. So this yeah. is before Jive Bunny, who you probably don't know either, but it was before no. them. So he was the first to to do it, but on the back of Stars, Star Sound, and their Stars on Forty Five doing it. He was the first. Like, like, do, I don't know what Star. I don't. I'll be honest. I'm not sure what the Stars on Forty Five were. Their songs were, but. I, I don't know if it was medleys or not, but I think he may well have been the first person to do like 1960s medleys. And he got just session musicians in yeah, and, and they put it together. Yeah, The record obviously went up the charts. They got invited onto Top of the Pops. On Top of the Pops, he brought in actor stroke singers. Right. So he brought in a Laurie Ann Richards and a Robert Perano to perform it on Top of the Pops. So what is the point in tight fit? Why is it under their name? So then, <laughs> later in the year of 1981, yeah. another record producer, oh Tim Freeze Green, or Fries Green, F-I-I-E-S-E, Green, he recorded a version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Right. Um, with another group of session singers, totally different to the previous right. ones, and these included the singer Roy Ward um, from, he was a, actually a drummer, even though he was now a singer, from the 1970s group City Boy. Anyway, the song, the song got good feedback and then was released in 1982, again under the name Type Fit, even though it's a completely different record producer, like so these type fit people are just basically making money yeah. without having to do yeah. anything and it gained good attention so a new lineup was formed which is the lineup i originally gave you so right. steve grant denise gingell and julie harris they were they and were, did they actually they sing line suits right. tonight right okay okay yeah i'm following satisfied that so it, it went it went mad the song and then satisfied that the lineup of Grant, Gingell and Harris could sing in their own right. Yeah. Free Screen then produced their next single, Fantasy Island. Yeah. Um, a song originally sung by the Millionaires in the Dutch Eurovision Song Contest, Heats. Okay. Obviously didn't right. get through, so we never heard it. But he obviously yeah. took that song and they, they sang that. And um, he saw them as... We saw the song, I think, in a similar vein to that of ABBA. I wrote that down! Sorry, I didn't really get into my notes because we went on a whole thing about Back to the Sixties. I wrote down ABBA disco vibes and I wrote that down when I was listening to Fantasy Island. There you go. So you're probably in the, you should be a record producer. Get in with Free Screen. All right. Um, so yeah, Tim, Tim Free Screen, he felt that this song, he'd obviously heard it, as I say, it didn't do anything it didn't i don't think it qualified it was in the heats it doesn't say it was actually used for right, okay. the dutch entry so i don't think it actually got through but he obviously heard it thought it'd be a good song for this new tight fit lineup mm. and they then released it okay and they had one more didn't they so they done that and then by 1983 the group had split after a cover, another cover, as I say, of Stephen Stills' Love the One You're With under Steve Grant. This was classed as Steve Grant with Type Fit. Right, okay. 
So Steve Grant was the singer with the two women. He now went under the name of Steve Grant and then the two women were classed as the tight fit. What about Secret Heart then? So that flopped. Oh, Secret Heart, I put on there, only got to number 41. Right, so just outside. Just outside. However, the person who wrote it, because as I said, they're all covers, was a Martin Page. Now, he was a keyboardist. And he was the keyboards on, funny enough, something that you mentioned the other day, you know, in, the other, in another podcast, he was the keyboardist on Ghostbusters. Fiend oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Martin Page wrote Secret Heart. Right. And he was a keyboardist and played on the Ghost Boy Parker Jr. Ghostbusters. Okay. Oh, right. So they're actually very confusing. Yeah, very. And that's why I got confused. So you've got, you got one record producer done a medley of 60s, which done Which well, weren't even the, yeah. But with session singers. And then they got onto Top of the Pops and he had some actor stroke singers. Yeah. Then you had another record producer. Oh, but I just thought they could get away with those actors singers because they mimed yeah. on Top of the Pops, didn't they? So he then, so then you had another record producer who released another cover, a cover song. So Tight Fit had never done their own music. You know, you had a medley of the 60s on the original Tight Fit, and you've had The Lion Sleeps Tonight, Fantasy Island, Secret Heart, and uh, whatever that other one was. Um, you're with, uh, the one you're with, all, all as covers. And then, obviously, Tim Freeze, again, manufactured this other group, as I say, Steve Grant is down as a singer, dancer, model. So he's obviously a model after or before. So, yeah, so uh, in 2008, so Ben and Mano split up in 1983. In 2008, Gingell and Harris reformed Type Fit as Are a touring band. Yeah. Yeah. As a touring band, and they played at nightclubs. And <laughs> then in, in 2010, they toured a show back to the 80s. Yeah. And they performed many well-known songs from the 80s, including Type Fits. As but well. they're a cover group, so they get away with that as well. Yeah. While Grant, he returned to musical theatre. Oh, interesting. So, yes. Um, now, it was reported that Steve Grant had died. But that's not true. However, they got muddled up with another group singer, which was Baltimore. And it was their singer that had died, not Steve Grant. How bad is that? Yes. <laughs> That's awful. You imagine me like, oh, yeah, this thing is dying. People start mourning. It's like, no, well, no, I can no, understand why, why, they, why they got a bit muddled up, because Baltimore had one hit, Tarzan Boy. Oh, uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight. And Type Fit had The Lion Sleeps Tonight. So yeah. they're both jungled. Mm. No, you can't really make excuses for a mistake like that, though, can you? I mean... <laughs> You've literally said that someone's dead and that to go back and be like, no, they're not. It's this fella. Sorry to sorry to interrupt your mourning processes. Yeah. But so regarding the Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yeah. As I said, it was a cover. Yeah. It got to number eleven with its previous band. Isn't it weird singers. that it's more well known for this cover then? Yeah. But what, so when you think you've listened to the song, and I don't know what this version sounds like, what, when would you say it was released? The version, the first one. Yeah. I'm guessing it was nothing like that version, but 
I don't know. I haven't listened to it. But what sort of music, when would you say that was released? 60s. So, yeah, it was released by The Tokens in 1961. And as I say, it got to number 11. Yeah, I could see it being in more. It's not, as much as I say they're Avo Disco vibes, but when it's a bit like a cover, I don't want to, like, I don't think they take it from the 70s and do it that early in the 80s. You know, you you need to give a bit of time in between. That's why I went 60s. If it, yeah, sounding wise, if it sounds anything like that, I would have expected the 70s, but giving it space, that's why I went 60s. So, 1981, back to the 60s, the medley, Part number one. four. Oh, number four. oh. So hence but to be pops. fair, like you would have had everyone being like, oh, look, the 60s songs, like, yeah. it would have probably flown, to be honest. 1981, back to the 60s, part two, <laughs> didn't quite do as well, number 33. And obviously, well, they tried. And that, in a sense, was the end of that type fit. Yeah, and then in comes this another record producer. <laughs> Why he called it the same? I don't know. Very it was weird. A totally different it? group, and exactly very confusing. So, 1982, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, number one. Yeah, gotta be. 1982, Fantasy Island, number five. Oh. And then, as I say, 1982, Secret Heart, but number 41. So just outside, which is why I gave you it. They did go in high though, like you think back to the 60s and Lions Each Night and Fantasy Island, all but up there. Yeah. So, yeah. but then it's that type of music, like that cheesy, fun music, and you're coming out of the 70s, so people are still wanting a bit of that. It's still hitting people, isn't it? So I can understand why. It does give you that little bit of, I don't know, nostalgia for the 70s. People might have thought it as, but yeah, it's that easy hitting everyone music, isn't it? Everyone's going to like. Yes. That cheese, although you don't like cheesy music, but I do like. I mean, the Lion Sleeps Night's okay. It's not. I wouldn't have gone out and bought it. It was out of it. Obviously, enough people did. It got to number one, but yeah, it's not a song that. I mean, it's a song that if it comes on the radio, to... I don't turn over the radio or anything. Or you know, it's a bit it, annoying though. It, but yeah, like it's odd, isn't it? It is. Like it's an odd song. <laughs> like it's not one that I'd really choose to put on. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, feel, like when it starts off, like, in the jungle and blah, 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 it's like, what are you, a nursery rhyme? It's more like a nursery rhyme. Like, I don't know. It is a bit odd. And as I say, it was a hit in 1961. Yeah. Just outside the top ten. Yeah. And I wouldn't have put that down as an, you know, I haven't heard, as I say. Don't know what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, way of music arrangement, how they've done it. But, Who did um, you say it was by? The Tokens. Let's see if it's on Spotify. But don't play it on there. No. So, oh, yeah, it yeah. is. I'm going to listen oh, okay. to it after. I'll let you know. All right. So, hit or miss then? Yeah. So. I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm not. You don't have a clue? I'm not confident. I would probably. You want to, you think, think an all miss? I think Kid Creole might get the hit and the rest. I'm not sure. Really? The way you sounded, yeah. Did I make him sound that good? No, as in Kid Creole's a hit, the rest are misses. Lynx. Yeah. It's a hit. Really? Oh. Yeah. I like it. You didn't come him. across like that. He was like, uh, oh. I try and play it down. I feel like sometimes oh. I'm a bit too obvious, you know. But it's because I didn't really know how it was, what the genre was like. So I went in like a bit blind. But no, I liked him. They're ones that I could probably listen to. Like the, I really enjoyed the background music, which I say is weird for me, but I really enjoyed the sound of them. 
Yeah, they're, they're a hit. Kid Creole and the Coconuts are a miss. Oh, see, the way you come across, they were the hit. Like, I think it's because, like, the more I listen to them, the more I do like them. I think, like, they'd be one that I wouldn't really skip if the songs that I like come up. But I didn't, if I was averaging out the songs that I like, they weren't really a thing. But, yeah, like, they were good. I did like them, but not, I won't be able to, like, listen to, like, a whole album. Whereas Links, I could listen to a whole album. And obviously, that's how I go with it. Yeah. Am I going to, because, yeah, I could be like, oh, yeah, but I like that song, that song, and that song. Let's make them a hit because I do like their songs. But it's like, will I sit and listen to a whole album of them? Probably not. So, yeah, it'd be one that if they come on anywhere or like if I play my lit playlist any other time, not going to skip them. You know, I like what I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, Funboy 3 was a miss. I thought it was just, was yeah, it was just a bit, eh, there weren't really anything to give to me with them. I'm surprised. So, I thought, I bet when I'd done it, I thought, well, you know, if you look at them differently to the specials, you they which might I did. be a hit. You know, yeah, um, which I did, but I think also, also they weren't enough poppy. Obviously. No, they were, yeah, they weren't for them to be under pop. We weren't seeing that at all, not at all. Um, and then Type Fit were a hit. I love a bit of cheese, <laughs> love a bit of cheese. So they were a hit. I'd listen to them. Fantasy Island, yes. I mean, the Lion Sleep Start probably wouldn't choose to put on, but like even like the Back to the 60s songs, I'd put that medley on. Give me a bit of, I don't know. Joyful so did you find the part two as well, or just the part one? Yeah, they're both on oh. YouTube. They're not on Spotify, so uh -huh. I had to find it on YouTube. But yeah, they're on there. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I was really worried at first, because it weren't on Spotify, and then obviously I've typed it into YouTube, it comes under type it and all this. But then it's like a medley. I was like, am I listening to the right thing? Let's just go with it. Yeah. Okay. Enjoying this. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. I like what they, they would go in with that. Hmm. Gave it a bit of something. See, I didn't know that side because I do remember Jive Bunny and and they done a very similar thing. Because I went, yeah, when I when I done it and I saw Back to the Sixties Part Two. What's that? How can you do a part? Yeah, like, that mean? what's and then when part? I looked at it, and, yeah. I saw, and obviously read into it, and they were about a medley, and I thought, ah, so like a, a Jive Bunny before Jive Bobsy at the so it's funny you've got tight fit with this medley at the beginning of the 80s, which I was unaware of. Obviously, it's, you know, probably before I was into music in 81. Yeah. And then, early, obviously, yeah. when I was into music, and at the end of the 80s, you had the Jive Bunny, uh, which was a blooming noi annoying. I mean, I have got some of their singles, but it was, <laughs> at the time, it just got a bit too much. And But it was exactly the same sort of thing with a, you know, mixed medley of 60s tricks, I think it was 60s, 50s music. But oh. um, as I say, I didn't know about Star Sound until oh, I knew about them and I knew no. about the Stars on 45, but I don't know what, whether that's medleys or them just singing other people. I just don't know them. how they do it. Like but whether we, it's covers or... Yeah, we, you'll come across them, as I say, in a couple of weeks. I think you've got them. Um, but if I'd known about, if I'd done it, if I'd obviously knew about tight fit which i didn't i didn't even realize about these two didn't know what they two actually different were yeah groups of tight fit the medley and then the actual covers songs yeah i'd have put star sound on this week but i didn't know ah, okay, i didn't know you, the but link. you didn't know i didn't so know there was a link that it did cross um because i never knew about the back to the 60s with this tight fit didn't know about that that side of it i quite like it so, and because um, it's like 60s music it gives it that little bit of a different yeah. edge to it yeah so I really enjoyed that, to be fair. Yeah. 
And yeah, I think that's what I people liked, liked about Jive Bunny back in the in, in the late 80s, which is what I remember, because yeah. I didn't even know about this. So, and I think that was for the same reason. But Jive Bunny just overdone it. It was literally a whole year we had oh, Jive okay. Bunny, including at Christmas. Um, but you'll come to, we'll come to them much later. But yeah, so um, next week then. Yeah. So, I've, I mean, I'll take two out of two, two out of four, so half, yeah. half. I did enjoy them. So next week, you have got Dire Straits. Have you mentioned them before? I probably have. I think they done touring or done something with another group. I think that we mentioned. Yeah. I think they, I, I recognise that name, but I don't recognise them to the point where I might know a song. Okay, you too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now the next group, you mo- I'm not sure if you'll be able to get their songs. Right. Now. They weren't a group, without giving too much away, they weren't someone who, these aren't chart songs. So why are we doing it then? Because they done well in the indie charts. Right, okay. And I thought it's only right you should still have them. Right. And that is a group called Modern English. Um, They're on Spotify. Okay, that's good then. Yeah. And then you've got Psychedelic Furs. Right. And electronic. Okay, so I only recognise you two, and I've, I've heard of Dire Straits, and you must have mentioned at some point, but I don't actually have a clue. Sure. Okay. Okay. Do you know, I can't even think of any U2 songs, but when you send it, I'll, know, I'll probably recognise some, but this is how rubbish I am. We all know this. Like, I want to visualise a U2 song to know what kind of route I'm going down with the sound it, but I can't. We're, yeah. I'll get there. I'll start. Yeah. We'll see how the week goes. (laughs) Well, you'll have Dire Straits to listen to before you two. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I have high hopes for next week. Oh, do you? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'd be happy listening to them. Oh, okay. So it's more up your street. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. So that's a little hint. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's got me a bit pumped up then. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, we're near the end of series one. Getting nearer. We are, aren't we? We're nearer the end than we are the beginning. We're at the end of, I've put it as the early 80s, as in 1980 and 81. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Because series two starts in 1982, which is still early 80s, but because there were so many from the 1980s stroke 81. So many coming in. That's why... Your 1982 has actually gone into the mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like less at that time. Because there's not as many. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. So, on that note, I shall say goodbye. Yeah. And I will let you enjoy your week listening to those five. Yeah. Oops, bands. Yes. But as I say, one of them is a indie right so it's not yes rather than mainstream charts okay i'm intrigued by that one i'll see i'll see how i go with that one yeah okay okay all right i'll speak to you next week week. yeah all right thank you and um for those listening as i said last week you can follow us on twitter on at dad educates find out how i get on in my week um, i give a little hint what i'm thinking yes so good Okay, on that, I will say goodbye. Yeah, all right, Dad.
Cheers. Bye. Bye.